I think God redeems pain for our joy. Like he takes what the enemy meant for evil and converts it or molds it in such a way that our joy has been shaped by it. Well, hello, everyone. It's John Fanus here with... David Ding. And we're here for the Fanus Ding podcast, and we're super excited because we have Ming Chang Lo here. Uh, Ming, how long have you been part of our church now? It's been a while. Yes, I started coming to our church, I think, um, when we were still on Anderson Road. Great. We were yes. just about to move to our current location. It's great. And Ming, the re- Ming Cheng, the reason I invited you is we had just had coffee maybe, what, three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and you shared a lot of your story. And uh, every time I meet people in our church where I'm just like, God is working in their lives, I always wish there was a way to share that with the whole church. And so this podcast has kind of given us a chance to do that. We also went through Romans 16, the first 16 verses last Sunday, and uh, we're going to try to kind of connect the dots as well. But uh, David, why don't you ask Ming Cheng some questions about getting to know her so that uh, we can kind of introduce our church to her. Yeah, so maybe real quickly, uh, what what do you currently do and and how are you guys in Davis and and all that, your family? So my husband Paul and our eight-year-old, going on nine-year-old son Peter live in Davis. Um, um, I'm a professor in the sociology department um, Paul is a professor in the economics department, and Peter is a happy second grader. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a couple notes. One is uh, I majored in sociology for as my undergrad, so I already like you. Second <laughs> is that your son Peter goes to the same school as my daughter Alyssa. So every morning when I drop off Alyssa, there's Peter going, hi, Pastor John. And he gets really excited because right. he'll tell his friends, that's my pastor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, and so, and I get to see you and or Paul at school pretty regularly, which is. I, I got a minor in sociology. All right. yeah. hey, yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and Ming Chang, you did not grow up as a Christian. So briefly tell us, how did God reach you? How did you uh, turn your life over to him? Right. Um, so no, I did not grow up as a Christian. I grew up in Taiwan and, um, in fact, um, I'm still the only Christian in my uh, family of origin mm-hmm. to this day. Um, a prayer there that yeah. I still pray. Um, so I think um, it's a long story. God pursued me for many, many years. But long story short, um, I, I, I would say that my um, looking back, I think that there are some key people in, in my journey to becoming a Christian, yeah. um, one of my best friends from high school was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And then um, fast forward to when I came to graduate school in America, two of my best friends in graduate school are Christians. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they, they would, you know, focusing on the time when I was in graduate school, they would invite me to church and, and I would go, or Bible studies, and I would go, and I would find that interesting and intriguing. But I had a lot of questions, and and I would ask those challenging, difficult, difficult questions, and and so that kind of you know like prevented me from completely taking that leap of faith. Um, and I I think I would highlight two things in in that long journey. Um, in my last year in graduate school, one of my Christian friends would take me to church every Sunday, and um, and each time we started singing, I would just start tearing up uncontrollably. 
And I didn't know why. Yes. I I love singing, but that wasn't that wasn't why. <laughs> right. And I I didn't even start to open my mouth yet. And you know, yeah. tears would come down, and I would be so embarrassed. Did anyone see me? And you <laughs> yeah. know. And my friend said,、um, "The Holy Spirit is working on in you." And I just feel like,、mm-hmm. "What? What do you mean? You know,、mm-hmm. I, what's what's the Holy Spirit?" And so,、um, but that was an experience. And then after I came to Davis for this job,、um, I I kind of got connected with、um, a group of Christian friends who.、Um, You know, same thing. They would invite me to church, and I would go to Bible study with them. But I have a lot had a lot of questions about、mm-hmm. theology and and so forth. And、um, and another experience, and this really does connect to your sermon on Sunday,、mm-hmm. Pastor John,、mm-hmm. when you talked about you know book knowledge versus experiences. I thought about that because、um, I was、um, in a In a serious relationship at the time,、mm-hmm. and then we broke up,、mm-hmm. and I feel very hurt by、mm-hmm. that. And one night, I was one morning, I was you know thinking about it, and I wasn't a Christian yet, but I was sort of you know in the habit of casually praying,、mm-hmm. and so I was praying, really complaining to God, and I think I said something along the lines of, "Well, if you really are who you say you are, you're loving and good, and what." Why would you? Why would you let this happen to me?、Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I heard this voice—not an audible、mm-hmm. voice—but the best way I can describe it is sort of this message that appeared deep in my heart in a place where I didn't know existed、wow. before that. Yep, yep. And that voice said, "I've always wanted to help you, but you never let me." Wow. And I think that、wow. broke me. Wow! And I still、yeah. had a lot of questions. Right, right. I probably still do. <laughs> right, right. But I think it was that you know the the experience beyond the book knowledge that really yeah. Yeah. you know encouraged me to take the leap of faith. Wow! Thank you for sharing that. And、um, I think I'm reminded. You know, people ask me often, "How do you hear from God?" And what, I just love the language you just used. Like、okay. when the Spirit speaks to you deep down where you didn't know it exists. I, I don't know how you phrase that, right, but. Right. There's something about that connection with God、right. that is from God. You can't control it, but it's so right, powerful. Right. And he wanted、yeah. you to ask him for help. That was so good. <sighs> the other thing that happened when we talked is you shared about a, a real difficult loss、mm-hmm. in your life, and、um, mm-hmm. it's not time for my story, but we resonate because I went through、mm-hmm. some loss as well.、Mm-hmm. Um, can you share with us what happened? You said about ten years ago. Yeah. What yeah. happened? And share this: how what happened affected your life. Right, right. So yes, it it happened about ten years ago.、Um, so two years before our son Peter was born,、um, and so I had been a Christian for you know many years by that point, and you know,、um, so yeah, I think the 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 way it came up was that I I was when we when we had coffee, I said, you know, I I really appreciate. Um, when Pastor Zhang, when when you first came to Davis and you you share your loss、um, of your first pregnancy with with、mm-hmm. well first child with with Becky,、mm-hmm. um, and and I was just really moved by how vulnerable you were willing to be, and and that really resonated with us because we had a similar experience. And you said, well, what was your experience?、Mm-hmm. And so, so Paul and I had been trying to start our family, and、um, we finally got pregnant. And、um, 
And then later on, we found out that I was pregnant with identical twins,、wow. and everybody says, "Praise God, yay!" <laughs> and you know what? A, what? A, what an answer to prayer. And then、um, when I was about twenty-five weeks pregnant,、um, I went into very early preterm labor,、mm. and I couldn't tell us why. I mean, the doctors, you know, in, ret- in afterwards, just kind of said, you know, they they couldn't give us a medical. Explanation, and so、mm. I went into very early、uh, preterm labor, and、um, our daughters, Abigail and Chloe, were born, and they lived for ten minutes, and they、mm. passed. Wow! And I was just、um, crushed by that.、Yeah. Um, it was—I mean, I don't want to dwell on it, but you know, I—I I, I think it, it introduced a very dark time in my life. I had. Really, sort of a phase crisis, and then it, you know, embarked on a long journey of sort of wrestling with God.、Um, but the 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 sort of the the、um, the sh- the short version of it is that God did bring me back after、mm-hmm. after some time, and so. Thank you for sharing that、mm-hmm. and just feeling your pain both personally and then yeah to think that you yeah yeah thank you very precious ten minutes、mm-hmm. with your daughters yes. Tell us more. There's so many of us who have gone through something very difficult, and the question of it comes in various forms. God, if you're good,、mm-hmm. where are you?、Mm-hmm. Um, even God, do you exist?、Mm-hmm. Right? Like,、mm-hmm. because if you exist, how could you let this happen? Right.、Um, and and、uh, there's probably other ways we form that question, right?、Yeah. David, you lost your sister, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.、Right. I mean, I definitely felt that way. Like, yeah. If if God is so loving and like this is not a loving thing to do, like there's right, no、yeah. world in which this is loving. Yeah. So we would just maybe hear what yeah what was the struggle and you shared that God brought you through that.、Mm-hmm. Can you just tell us a little more about that、right. process? Sure,、yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. I I think、um, it was a process of really.、Um, Lord, who else will I turn to?、Mm-hmm. I, I realized early on that I was very angry at God. I was very sad. I was very confused, and I was very、um, challenged in you know all these questions. David, you and and Pastor John, you were asking, did God exist? Was you is he good? Was he there? And、um, and I I consider leaving. I consider you know. Maybe this is all just a lie that I made up in my head. Right, right. And then I realized that、um, it's not a transaction; it's a relationship.、Mm-hmm. It's very disappointing to me and very hurtful to me that I feel God let me down. Yeah. But I wasn't quite ready to just walk away. I feel like I needed to figure out what happened、mm-hmm. if I were to walk away. And so that was the figuring out process.、Mm-hmm. Very early in that process,、um, so so people who walked alongside me play a, a big role,、mm-hmm. and and I remember that very early in that process,、um, Subrits、um, learned of my、yeah. story and called、right. me. Yes, she had gone through something almost identical,、mm-hmm. like thirty some years prior to my experience.、Mm-hmm. Also, twins, also twenty five week pregnant.、Wow. She had given a testimony at our church a few years before I experienced my loss,、wow. and so I know where she was coming from. Anyway, she was very brave. 
she called and reached out to me um, probably like on the second day after I came home from the hospital. And and anyway, I, I was in this very intense emotional state and I think I kept her on the phone forever, probably like an hour. <laughs> and so she just listened to me. She yes. cried with me. She, she just was there for me. And then at the end of that conversation, I remember that she said, um, you will be happy again one day. Wow. She said, I know it doesn't feel like it now, but trust me, you will be happy again one day. Mm. And it was so powerful to me. Wow. And I think that if anyone else has said that, it would feel patronizing. Mm-hmm. It would feel like mm-hmm. you're denying my, my pain. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're dismissing it. Mm-hmm. But knowing where she had gone through, mm-hmm. she was just uniquely equipped to yeah. say that to me, to encourage me after crying with me and yeah. listening to me. And it really made me think of what the Bible says about us being comforted in various ways and yes. and, and then we can comfort others in, in the same way. And, you know, Pastor John, when you first asked me to share mm-hmm. this story, I was a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. And, and then I thought of that experience and I thought that I had said to myself that one day I hope I can do what yeah. To, for others, what Sue had done for me. Wow. And, and she really comforted me um, with the comfort she had received from God because wow. of what she had gone through. And that's what made it less patronizing as she had experienced that comfort in the same situation and was able to relay that to you. Right, wow. right, right. And so that was sort of, you know, in the early part of the journey. Um, and then I, I think, you know, I still continue to like, you know, go through this phase of, asking all this, shall we say, theodicy questions, right? Um, all the things that you guys had mentioned earlier. And they, they would just pop up in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, you know, other people I want to mention, other people in, in the other brothers and sisters in the, in the church who didn't go through what Sue had gone through were still able and willing to walk alongside us and mm-hmm. give us the space um, the the love and our Bible study friends, for example, in particular L- Linda and Aaron Needles, mm-hmm. they they would just continue to meet with us. And I mean, looking back, I I think Bible study nights must be tough for them. Like every week, I would bring this intense emotions <laughs> with me, and and for a time, our study just were just the two couples. It, uh. it was completely accidental like people left and people graduated people left um, because they took a job elsewhere and I think maybe Linda and Aaron just didn't reach out to recruit new members and so for several months it was just the the two couples wow and I mean I would cry I would Mm. ask questions I would sort of figuratively speaking you know shake my fist at Mm -hmm. God and Mm -hmm. why and you know not why me but why yeah. You know, I think why me is a selfish question. <laughs> why is a, well, a theodicy question, right? And, and so, um, and, and I would be very, I mean, honest or angry, depends on how you, <laughs> you want to phrase it. But like, you know, but God, yes, God didn't change it, but God was there with you. Well, don't tell me that's enough. If it were your son or daughter going through blood and you had the ability to save them, would you just stand there and say, 
don't worry, baby, I'll let you die, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. And like just really raw questions. Yes, yes. Anyway, um, they, they walk, along, um, walk alongside us, didn't dismiss my questions and just, you know, give me, g- gave us the space to kind of, you know, wrestle through those questions. Wow. And so that was, you know, I think a very, very loving thing to do yes. and very empowering thing to do. Yeah. So um, you said there were three things. Did you mention? Yes. Yeah, so there's a third thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is great. Yeah. Third thing is I. I think. So this was maybe a year after Peter was born. Maybe, maybe a little bit shorter. Maybe ten months or a year. So, I think Peter's birth, you know, definitely brought a lot of healing mm-hmm. to me. Um, but I still ask questions. I still grieve over the death mm-hmm. of our daughters and I think one night Peter was maybe let's say 11 months Mm -hmm. and I was um just feeling really grateful that Peter was um healthy and Mm -hmm. so full of life and you know and I loved him to 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 bits and pieces Mm -hmm. and and I just feel no feel this this great gratitude and and joy and then I thought of our daughters, mm-hmm. and I feel sad. I feel mm-hmm. sad that they didn't get to live. Mm-hmm. I feel sad that they, you know, the ten minutes that they did li- live, they they weren't obviously weren't weren't you know full of life, weren't healthy, weren't um, strong. And and I miss them, and I grieve for them. And and in that moment, um, a question came to my mind, and I thought, you know. If God were to give me the the choice to skip through that that early pregnancy with our daughters altogether, just completely skip through that, and we just had Peter and 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 this happy you know pregnancy happy child, um, and and not having to experience the the heartache, the grieving, and so forth, the dark journey prior to that. Would I have chosen that? Would I have chosen that? Really good question. Yeah. And I immediately thought, no, Mm -hmm. no, I wouldn't. I'm their mother. They only live for 10 minutes, but I love them. I'm their mother, and I'll see them again in in heaven. And that relationship with my daughters is more precious than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I would never give that up for anything, not even for the chance, if possible, to avoid a heartache. Mm. And I was very surprised by that answer. Mm. I was very surprised after all this, you know, by that point, you know, about almost three years of sort of, you know, less intense later on, obviously, mm-hmm. but sort of intense questioning and grieving and anger and, and darkness, um, that I would say, yes, I would take that um, to, be, to be called my um Abigail and Chloe's mother. And I was very surprised by that answer. And I thought about it. And eventually I I I real I think that the thought that what what I realized is that, you know, God um has created us and brought us into this world and enabled us to leave to to love, to love deeply. Mm -hmm. And this these good things from God, I realize are more meaningful interesting than wow. death and grief wow 
that these good things are more meaningful, more impactful on our soul. So the ability to love and be loved and the risk involved in that is more important. To me. Wow. To me. And and I don't yeah, want yeah. to minimize sure, sure. People's you know, pain. Yeah, people's yeah. pain right, right, right. and grief. They're very profound and very real. Right. But in that moment I, I just I was very surprised that I would choose that and that I was surprised that wow, you know, this this ability to be loved and to love Sort of, I feel it's more impactful on our souls mm-hmm. than the profound grief that we we wow. very honestly, you know, had suffered and 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 be angry about. That's all very real. What's striking is it's not you're happy now because you've forgotten it all and it's no longer part of your life. Right. But you're happier now because that season. Yeah. I don't want, again, not to minimize the pain yeah, and not to say, yeah. but that season God used to shape you for your joy now. Right. Is that fair to say? Yeah. 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 Which is so ironic and mind-blowing yeah. to me yeah. in that. I don't know if that makes sense or you want to comment on that. Like, I think this is one of those situations where I find worse to be limiting. Right. And, and, right. But the best, I, I think you both, you know, um, put it well. I think... That, so, so one thing I would say is that there is always a corner in my heart that is reserved for my daughters. Yes, yes. And and I think, in some way, I mean, I feel when when I first lost them, I had said, you know, I finally know what it means to be heartbroken, and I feel like a piece of me died with them, and all this yeah. very sort of melodramatic yeah, language. Yeah, right. And looking back now. What does that all mean? I think it's still real, um, but I think it's it's added some shades to my existence. If yes, that makes any yes, sense, totally. It it makes my life more multi layered, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think it allows me to be more um, compassionate yes. in some way. Yeah. I mean, not to, you know, right. praise myself, but no, just like, right. yeah. it allows me to look at things from more perspectives. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you read the book, um, A Grace Disguised by Jerry Sitzer, or Sitzer, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, he lost his wife, mother, and child oh in one car accident. Right. And so he writes a book on, you know, from a Christian perspective. And one thing he said was grief doesn't leave you it becomes right. part of who you exactly. are exactly and i can relate to you that yeah. in a weird way that's hard to put in words i can sit with other people's suffering much easier now mm-hmm. and not have all the answers yeah, yeah. i can sense god's presence in yeah. the suffering yeah. where i couldn't before yeah. so it shaped me it didn't get yeah. removed from me but now i'm yeah. yeah i can relate how do you put this in words right but right. that I can sit in pain and still sense God's presence, even mm-hmm. though those two things before my mind were not yeah. reconcilable. Right. Now I can put those together. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, David, any reflections on that? I mean, I wrote a few notes down of things that just caught my attention, so I can share some of those, but I just wanted to see if you had anything. Yeah. In your mind. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just struck, I think, through your, like, kind of, as a very short version of your life, Right. Um, just how deep your like, even as as you were trying to like discern your faith, like is God real? Am I a Christian? Like, you have all these very kind of deep and like 
pursuant mm-hmm. um, characteristics. And there's a part of me that's just very curious, like how that got developed to like, like how did you become someone who engages, right? You're uh-huh. like, well, I'm not a Christian, but I'll go to church every week. <laughs> 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 um, and so, but you're just yeah. hyper engaged and, right. and really, that's really cool. Right. So I think part, that that's a really good way to put it. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I think, that's a good way to describing the Christian journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Christian journey is an engaging journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a journey in which we don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. um, but something compels us to keep asking questions and, and, and trying to approach mm-hmm. something that looks like an answer, right? And so you're asking how did I get that way? I think a big part of it is is God and um, Christian faith lived well. So I think when I was a young seeker, um, why did I keep going to church? I didn't go to church every week, oh, but okay. but I I did go to a lot of their activities. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a time when I when I said to my Christian friends that I I didn't like some of the answers that you know, church people gave to my questions. Um, but there's, there was something about their life and their behaviors that yeah. was yeah. that was appealing to me. They seem happy. They seem mm-hmm. loving. There there was some there there was mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. sense of peace and joy mm-hmm. that I didn't see in the secular world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I wanted that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to just jump in because I wasn't quite sure about some of your take on some of the things. <laughs> um, and so so that tension, I yeah. think that tension, I think that tension and that um, ability to be honest about that tension, mm. to not let one element gloss over the other mm. was a, a driving force for me to say, okay, I'm going to keep going and like keep experiencing the peace and love that I like, but also keep asking the questions that I didn't get answers to. So I think Christian faith, I think, has that characteristic, right? We, we, if Christian faith lived well, should be appealing to people. Mm-hmm. And, and we as Christians, um, in our book knowledge, mm-hmm. shouldn't have all the answers to, right. yeah. to all the other questions, right? Right, right. right. So, and so, there doesn't yeah. come a point in your faith where you're like, good enough to not be engaged. That's right, 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 right. 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 Yeah, now it's so good. I love how so much of even your uh, conversion story as well as the difficulties that, and the loss involve the Christian community in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just, hey, I read about this and it made sense. Right. It was, I'm experiencing a group of people who are Changed by God, loving each other well, and loving me well. Mm -hmm. What do I do about that? Right. (laughs) Right. That's just like it's in my face and trying to reconcile that. And just think of all that we've been talking about, Paul and his, he's looking at divided church. He's like, this, you can't do this. This is, this, this is, this is countercultural to the Christian witness. Mm -hmm. You know, so Mm -hmm. he writes a long letter Mm -hmm. on how different people are going to love each other well because he realized how core that is Mm -hmm. to the foundation of our faith. Not Mm -hmm. that we're similar, but we love each other well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just think about the whole we comfort 
as we've been comforted and mm-hmm. how Sue did that and mm-hmm. how Aaron and Linda just sat with you. And mm-hmm. I remember when we found out, so, you know, our loss, we had, we lost a child who had Down syndrome and then we became right. pregnant with Alyssa who we found out had Down syndrome. And right. I feel like I could be honest about this. When you first hear this news, you're not happy. Right. Oh, our child has developmental, you know, you don't want to say that out loud, but there mm-hmm. is a sense of, oh. And I remember a fellow pastor friend, Andy, who also has a child with Down syndrome. He's like, John, this is when Becky was still pregnant. I know you're not going to believe me, but look at me. He's he like, I can't remember if he held my hand, but it was like, he wanted <laughs> me to look at his eyes. He said, congratulations. Mm. The best is ahead of you. Wow. And I, I'm like, here's a guy who has a child, I don't know, his right. child was probably 10 years old by right. then, but just like, I know you don't believe me right now, right. but this is good news and congratulations. And I'm like, right. now if someone else said that to me, right. yeah, it's like, who are you, you little, right. you little punk? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Right. But right. for him to say that was yeah. so powerful. Yeah. Um, and that can come from just reading a book. Yeah, right? you can. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And I think the other thing about your engaging that I think is really impressive to me is I don't know if I can say this with 100% certainty, but I would say 95% certainty. And this is for people who may be listening who aren't believers. But sometimes I think atheism mm-hmm. is actually a cover up for pain mm-hmm. and how one is feeling about God. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to minimize, mm-hmm. you know, those who have thought through this, but. But often in my experience of talking with atheists, it turns into, well, if God exists, then mm-hmm. how can this happen? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's personal too. And mm-hmm. so what I say, want to say about that is for any of us who are in pain where it puts us distant from God mm-hmm. and atheism would be the extreme, mm-hmm. how important it is to be honest with God versus mm-hmm. ignoring God? And so your anger, mm-hmm. you're pushing through. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's the path. That's what David did in the Psalms. He's like, where mm-hmm. are you, God? You stink. Mm-hmm. But that's how God transformed him. You know? right, anyway, right. I just want to compliment that kind of, yeah. even though I'm angry, even though I'm questioning, I'm still going to mm-hmm. push in with my anger and see what God mm-hmm. does. I think it's mm-hmm. just powerful. So, mm-hmm. I think, you know, um, just sort of what you said, Pastor John, about, yeah. you know, being honest about our pain yeah. and our struggle with pain and posing questions to God during our pain. I think it opens up opportunities for us to seek hope. So I mentioned earlier that I think the Christian community modeled lives of, uh, lives of, of, of love and joy, and, and I think I want to add also hope, um, of wow. things that we haven't seen yet, wow. but it's possible. And, and it, the wow. reason why it, I, somehow in, in your description of, you know, um, your friend Andy yeah. telling you about the good news and so forth, it reminded me of an experience when we had first lost our daughters and, and somehow related to pain and so forth. Um, Paul and I went to a, a support group mm-hmm. shortly after that, mm-hmm. the loss. Um, and it, it was a secular group. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like mm-hmm. it, I was a, going through a time where I feel I wanted to be in a place where I had more permission to focus on my grief. Mm-hmm. And that, sec, that uh, support group mm-hmm. sort of provided that, mm-hmm. that space. And it was also a time when I was like, well, maybe I'm done with God. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe these people are more real and mm-hmm. they can give me more mm-hmm. comfort. They're more in so, touch with something. Yeah, yeah right. was, exactly. Yeah. And so so anyway, we went to that group and it was very, very helpful. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, at the end of that, I did feel there was a spiritual element that I still needed to address and I kept engaging and, mm-hmm. and, and pursuing. So that, that's an aside. Mm-hmm. But while we were um, going to that group, I think it was like six weeks or eight weeks or something like that. And I think the last meeting 
um, at one meeting, we were um, asked to draw a picture describing our feelings. Mm. And I can't draw to, <laughs> to save my life. But, but, you know, that was the assignment. And so, so anyway, I, 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 ended, I ended up drawing a tree um, on the bank of a river. Um, and the tree was all dead, all mm. dark. Mm-hmm. And, and then, but then there was a little, you know, green, you know, mm-hmm. bunch of, of green leaves where the sun is coming, mm-hmm. was the, the side where mm-hmm. the sun is coming. Mm-hmm. And, um, and w- then we had to kind of talk about our, our picture, you know, mm-hmm. going around the table, explaining what that means to the rest of the group. It's sort of a, a therapy thing, right? You talk mm-hmm. about your feelings if you can put them in words. And so um, I, I said, and I was surprised that I said that because I was, angry at God at the time I said you know I feel like I'm that tree that was sort of you know struck by a thunderbolt and it was sort of you know I I was walking through the the valley of of death the shadow of the valley Mm -hmm. of death but something in the corner of my heart still sees glimpse of of light and hope wow and 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 on days when I believe in God, I think it's from God. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives me hope that one day the tree might be revived again, wow. something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I wanted to share is that it was a secular group, but um, people, res- that resonated with yeah, people. Yeah. Um, when we were leaving, one guy who um, looked very different from me and, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and so forth, uh, walked up to me and said, I liked your picture the best. <laughs> and, and, and I feel like, you know, that can't be because I'm such a terrible drawer, right? <laughs> but, but I think yeah. that, I, I guess what I wanted to say is that um, we are angry at God in our pain, but we also really want that hope. Yeah. Mm. Good. yeah. I mean, I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense, yeah. but I think yeah. we're, we're afraid to hope and we don't think the hope is real, mm. but at the same time, we kind of want it to be real. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for for me, that's how I experienced so it good. when I was in that journey. So good. Mm-hmm. I love it. That there will preach right there. That mm-hmm. The Christian community also is a picture of hope for the future. We don't mm-hmm. see it. So good. Well, let me um, maybe close one question. Romans 16, you know, Paul is talking about all these people that he has related with and co-labored with and suffered with and been imprisoned with and been supported by and loved. And this group is diverse, Mm -hmm. male, female. And again, he raised up females to be co-laborers and leaders with him, uh, Jew and Gentile, poor and rich. And he's painting this picture of his own community. And it's it's almost like a illustration. I thought, I think I mentioned this in the sermon, but, you know, as a professor, there's, there's lecture and there's lab. And he, this is the lab portion. Mm-hmm. I, I've been lecturing, but here's the lab. Mm-hmm. What would you guys say, and if we can connect it to your story, Ming Cheng, what is this power of Christian community and this mm-hmm. diversity that has shaped our lives in the midst of this journey called life? I know it's a vague mm-hmm. question, but mm-hmm. where would you take, how would this chapter apply to all that we've talked about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm, I presume, I mean, obviously we don't know this for a fact, but 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 I I assume that that every person listed at the end of Romans sixteen, that was not the life narrative that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Like 
when they were five years old or 10 years old and they were being asked like what their dream was in life, I don't yeah. think like you're Priscilla and like they're mm. not thinking like that's what their life is going to be. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And likewise, I think around this table, none of us would, if we were to write out our lives when we were five, mm-hmm. these are not the stories that we mm-hmm. would write. Mm-hmm. But these are the stories that the stories that kind of God uses mm-hmm. to kind of be the Lego blocks mm-hmm. for the church. And yeah. so I think even yeah. with Ming Chang's story, yeah. great. Um, it's just one of those Lego blocks where we do mm-hmm. see that kingdom work is happening through mm-hmm. some maybe even unwanted things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that mm-hmm. the fact that God's being glorified. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of one of those hard theological truths that at the end of the day, God is for God, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Right, right, and right. not for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that He's being glorified mm-hmm. is something that ultimately is good for us, right? Right. I use the phrase mm-hmm. "God's glory, our joy." Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. How about you, Ming Cheng? Any connections that you see? Certainly, I think, like David said, I wouldn't have planned to experience this loss mm-hmm. if we're up to. A younger version of myself, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, God used it. Um, and I think I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think God used it to enrich my life. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of um, a surprise yeah. in a way yeah. by God, right. you know, right. surprised by yeah. joy. Yeah, right. Yeah, C.S. Lewis wrote. Yeah, and I and I know you well enough to know. People go, oh, so did God let your kids die just for your joy? And I, I don't know if that's how, I think God redeems pain for our joy. Like he takes what the enemy meant for evil and and converts it or molds it in such a way that our joy has been shaped by it. Yeah, it's a powerful thing. It's great. It's good. Well, thank you too. Thank you, Ming Chang, for joining us. Hey, um, if you would like to reach out to Ming Chang, because of just her story, please email me and I will uh, let Ming Cheng know about that. God bless. <laughs>